Okay, hello and welcome, Selfish Listeners, to Episode 7. What is this? It is a podcast that is basically just like one really long Instagram story. So, welcome. Um, We take your stories and relate them to the general public. Uh, It's a way to, one, just kind of check in with each other and know you're not crazy, you're not alone. Um, We are all here together in this. Uh, make sure, (laughs) by the way, I wrote that intro, so I basically was, like, writing jokes like it's an opening monologue for my own podcast. (laughs) I thought the selfish, uh, Instagram story thing was funny. Okay, anyways, make sure you subscribe and review. You can rate that joke, and I want actual, like, words, letters, give me a phrase. You can say, I thought that she would have better opening jokes. Me too. Uh, I did get a new review and I'm so happy about that. Uh, you can leave five stars or however many you want, but when you actually write them, oh, it makes me so happy. Um, let's go ahead and jump into check-in before we completely jump into this week. (sighs) Hey guys. Um, I just recorded the whole episode, and I know this is a common theme. You always hear me do this and check in, where it's like, I already recorded this, and then I messed up something, and you can't hear it. Yes, once again, this week, this week, instead of just not switching mics, I didn't know that the interview that we're going to have later in this episode was just playing in the background the entire time that I am recording on my mic. So when I go to listen back, it is our interview underneath the entire episode. So honestly, not doing fantastic. (laughs) Um, I'm going to get it down one day. One day I'm going to be able to record a full episode for the first time. And it's going to be very authentic and fun and everything you've always wanted. That is just not this week. Uh, the rest of the week has not been, honestly, great. Like, my first two days were good. I actually joined um, Mike Bayer's, uh Zoom session, and it was actually over fear, which is funny, because that was what we did last week. And I really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. So that was on Monday. Tuesday, I'm still feeling good. Wednesday hit a complete wall. I have just felt so unproductive and lazy and I'm going a little crazy. Uh, I 80% of the time thrive in isolation. So I'm basically kind of living by myself right now. 80% of the time I do fantastic. The 20% is honestly just not having someone there to help me keep accountable as in me going, okay, well, I'm going to go record selfish and I'll be right back. When someone's living in my apartment, like it's just, a way of keeping myself accountable, even if they're not literally asking me if I'm doing it. So I'm okay. I'm working on self-discipline. And that's what this really boils down to is I just haven't had a great couple days of self-discipline, to be completely honest. Um, What I am proud of, this is embarrassing too, um, I wrote, I'm proud I did this today. Okay, here's a secret is that I wrote that yesterday. Also, I'm recording this when it should be being published, and since I'm having to record it a second time, it's, oh man, it's just rough. 
Um, okay, I am proud of like making myself do this today. Um, it's not that I didn't want to do it. I just have had such a lack of motivation to do anything. Um, I am proud of myself for making it a, th well, I'm not completely done, but every morning I've been reading a little bit of Jenna Fisher's actor's survival guide. It has really motivated me to just kind of like beef up my acting like resume, redo my reel, just even though I haven't really done that much, I have been able to submit on Actors Access and stuff and I'm proud, I'm proud of myself for being consistent with that. If anything, I've been consistent with that, which I have not been consistent with for quite a long time. So that's good. What I am thankful for, gratitude. Oh, dear God. I did this the first time around and <laughs> I didn't really learn my lesson because I'm going to do it again. Okay. So I am grateful. This sounds, this is, you can tell I've had like the weirdest week. I'm grateful for the series that has come to Netflix of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh dear god. Um, I need to explain myself a little bit on that one. Um, I watched it for like nostalgia reasons and then I became slightly obsessed with it because I am not really like a cartoon person. I love Bob's Burgers but I've never really been like a um, what's the other one called? I can't even think of it. Oh, one's Hormone Monster on Netflix. But what's the other one? Rick and Morty. Um, I've never really been into that kind of thing. And this is literally a children's cartoon. But it is like the sweetest. Also, like just has really good themes and everything. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to get off of that one. I'm going to get off that rant about <laughs> literally Avatar The Last Airbender. I've taken so many quizzes that are like, what bender are you? One, I'm a waterbender. Two, I continually get Katara as like what character I would be. Anyways, moving on. Um, speaking of nostalgia, this week is high school. <laughs> um, I just think there's a lot there to talk about mental health wise. Um, either a lack of resources or bullying, it's several things. Our first story is actually going to focus on bullying. I have an interview later in this podcast. I probably should have started with that. Oh yeah, by the way, I actually have an interview for this podcast this week. Um, our first story is going to sit around bullying and then we're going to jump into an interview with my friend Haley, who is studying right now to get her master's in social work. So jump on over to this first story. It is an anonymous write-in and here we go. My high school experience was quite awful, not so much because of the schoolwork itself, but rather because of the bullying I experienced. I was bullied from kindergarten all the way to 11th grade, so basically for about 12 years or so of my life. By the time I was in high school, I was quite used to the daily routine, the small circle of friends, the name calling, etc. I was also a nerd. I graduated, in, I graduated third in my class and scored a scholarship to university, so really I ended up winning at life. But all those years surrounded by shitty people did quite a number on me. My self-esteem was in shambles, I had, I had very little confidence in my appearance, and even, to this, and even to this day, I struggle to accept that I'm not ugly or undesirable. Uh, it's amazing what an extended period of harassment can do to your psyche. And I was one of the strong ones. I didn't drop out of school or let that stuff distract me from my studies. I regularly stood up to bullies and even had a fight once or twice. But they still picked on me. 
I look back at my time in high school as something that needed to happen for me to be where I am today, but I would never go through that again. University, on the other hand, best years of my life. So if you're, if you're currently in high school and feeling like everything sucks, it probably does, but once you're done, it will get better and all the things that you thought mattered so much are truly insignificant. There are so there is so much more to life than whatever drama the popular kids are fussing over on Instagram. I promise good luck out there. Yeah, I have to completely agree with that. Um there is like there is so much more out there and whatever whatever was or did feel like very big, don't don't beat yourself up, but you're probably amplifying it because you are a teenager and you are racing with hormones and take a step back and think about where you're about to be and literally like possibly even two years to four years. So that was that's what I would tell myself personally. What you're feeling is not invalid. What you're feeling is valid, but you have to look over like over the wall, like you have to look over and see that there is, there is like hope on the other side of that. That's what I wish someone would have told me. And my mom honestly did tell me that quite often. I just didn't listen. Um, what else? I had something else I wanted to comment on during this. Um, oh, oh, it's not that important actually. Uh, whatever the popular kids are fussing over on Instagram. Uh, Instagram was not my main, uh, portal to the drama it would be twitter uh that is where i searched for subtweets about me <laughs> searched for subtweets from boys hoping that they were subtweeting about me or like if they were retweeting something because they'd know i'd see it um very very vain um definitely that was my portal to drama was twitter i think i should also comment on the fact that um i I, I should comment on the fact that I really can't comment on social media bullying and stuff. One, because it didn't really happen to me. Two, I honestly probably do not comprehend the extent of social media bullying that today's kids are having to deal with. Man, like, to be a high schooler right now, we – man, there's kind of like this, like, idea that, like, the 80s, 90s were carefree and fun – I look back at my time in high school and I think that it still was carefree and fun. What kids are facing today with cancel culture, different social issues, racism, all of it, we're going to have a we're going to have a really strong generation come out of this. So keep in mind that you're going to be part of that generation. Uh speaking of that, speaking of like obviously like, you know, bullying and everything. We're going to go ahead and jump into our interview with Haley. She's going to address and talk about some resources that students have that they can go to. And even if you're not a student in high school right now, this is just really good information to keep in your back pocket or just to think about what you can tell somebody else if they need to talk to somebody. So without that, without, without that, without further ado, we, uh, my interview with Haley Enot. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. So you're my friend Haley. Can you explain like your name, who you are, and what you do? Okay. Um, my name is Haley Enot. I'm currently at Cal State LA getting my master's in social work. 
I'm on two year two of my program. So right now I'm at a high school in Los Angeles. And last year I also was at a middle school. So have a little bit of experience of working with teens and all that stuff. So cool. Um, sorry, I'm going to calm down. Uh, <laughs> I just like check that box off. Um, <laughs> on my list I have here. Okay. So you work in social work. And so we had a conversation the other day because, um, this episode's about mental health with students and especially high school students and middle school. Mm -hmm. And I knew that you were qualified and you were getting like, I knew you were getting your master's in social work, but you also had like a big, like comma mental health. And I did not understand how the two correlated. So if you can, you kind of like talk about that. Yeah, of course. Um, So I think that's like kind of like a big thing that usually comes with social work. A lot of people view social work as the person who comes and just usually takes like children from their home or something like that, which that is a side of social work. But then there's way social work is parts of many things. It can be individual, it can be groups, it can be the community. And it's focusing on overall like improving that so it's either improving the individual so that's like with mental health like you know group wise so like you know there's like grief counseling at schools like just different groups environments so like that's something as AA or like anything like that and then um for the community it's more focusing on okay so this community is lower income what do we do so that's something is I know you're saying like just from like the only expertise like the only kind of knowledge you had of social workers was just someone who kind of worked on community resources kind of at school So that's like the community resources, um, like, you know, providing um, kids with lunches or, you know, overall, like just trying to find the socioeconomic of the neighborhood and overall trying to improve it so that these kids, when they go to high school, they have the same chance as everyone else. Yeah, because um, my mom was really good friends with our social worker and Mm -hmm. the school district I had, I think that we had a social worker for like two elementaries and Mm -hmm. like each social worker took care of two schools. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure like, I'm sure our high school had one, but I just never saw them. And like, my only understanding was like, you know, helping lower income students, like making sure they had the right kind of shoes. Cause you know, in the middle of Missouri, it snows, yeah. it rains, all of it. It's making sure that they had yeah. rain boots or stuff like that. And, um, I honestly was very surprised because we'll get into this when you told me they were like, well, that's a tier of social work. Exactly. And what with, and with what you do, um, what you're trying to specialize in is, uh, I don't want to say beyond, um, another, another part of the process yeah, would be, um, actually like diagnosing students, right? Exactly. Um, so when I was at the middle school last year, my exact rule was I provoke perform psychotherapy to individual clients that I had. So I had about 10 clients and um, I could technically, I can't diagnose them because I'm not, I don't technically have my master's completed. So I don't have like the MSW at the end of my name, but when I graduate, technically I can. And so that's something that you kind of practice. So you work kind of with like your supervisor and you kind of work on it. Like, well, what would this student have? And what's like the best interventions? So when like I meet with a student, I'm giving them psychotherapy. So they're seeing me for a specific reason. That could be family issues. That could be body issues. Like that could be self-image issues. Like all these different things come work into an individual and makes them want to reach out. Sometimes, you know, they want to see me. Sometimes they didn't. But, you know, they were recommended to me for a reason. And before COVID, I was supposed to run groups also. So like groups that would help individuals. So like I was actually working on one that was based on kind of to help eighth graders 
who were going to high school next year who had body issues, who had self-image issues, who had um, bully issues, like all these different issues that, you know, impact the person mentally. And I think that's like the one part of social work that people don't really realize is mental health is like important in that aspect. And you would think like as a middle schooler, like, oh, there's no way that they have mental health issues or going to high school, but they do. And a lot of times they go hidden. So that's what social workers are for at the school. And that's like this year, um, once, you know, I start my internship and all that stuff, I'll also be at a high school providing resources, finding out why they're not online and making sure that they get in contact with like overall that they can have the same school experience as everyone else. Yeah, it's a way to um, not only are we providing lunches, but we're also providing a healthy mental space for learning as well. Exactly. So, so um every episode everyone always hears on the podcast is oh and it's always me hitting my mic off the table (laughs) Um, uh so okay so how do students come to you because for me personally um Mm -hmm. our i don't know if our social worker had this office in our building but our guidance counselor did and it was at free will you could go walk in and see them so is it the same for you the way that that would work so um, in California, I think there's, there's social workers at like every school. It depends like on the school district. So like, you know, at some schools, like, you know, they have social workers just for the district that individually come to the school to meet with clients. And then at some schools, they have their own social worker that meets with clients. So there are either referrals, there are, um, you know, referrals from teachers, referrals from the counselors, referral from parents, or they can even self-refer themselves. So it's based on... I don't personally go out and look for them, but there's someone, someone in that school or that individual themselves is wanting to get help and needs someone just to talk to. So I think it's just important that schools have social workers. And I think that's something like also growing up in Ohio, I, I don't really remember there being social workers. Like I knew they were there, but I didn't understand the extent of what they did because it wasn't really brought around. And I think that's also something that California is a little bit ahead is they do emphasis, like they do have that emphasis on mental health. And like, they do have the focus of everyone deserves the same thing, like basic needs, like all that type of stuff. And that's something that all is brought into social work and why just something as therapy, like if they can't get it outside of school, at least they can get it in school. Yeah, because um, they definitely, I would agree that from what I understand, um, it, there is slightly less of a stigma within schools in California. Yeah. Um, what do you think is a way that they have combated that stigma that other schools could, that you've at least seen in your own schools, um, to get kids that, to come talk? Because a lot of times, um, the urge to talk is there, but it's such yeah. a heavy, I don't think kids even realize that there's a stigma. They just know it'd be embarrassing yeah. or awkward. Exactly. So like, what would, like, how would you say, like, would be a good way for schools to like do that? Or like, just even to like kids right now, like themselves. Yeah, I think that's like something that kind of um, California does do like, oh, at least just my own personal experience, because like, I can't speak for every school. But just like my own personal experience last year, I feel like there was definitely kids I had that did not want to see me, you know, like, they were like, well, I don't understand why I'm here or whatever, you know, and which you're going to get that like, not everyone wants to talk. And I think it's just more of 
being able for them to feel comfortable. So you do that through building rapport, like, which is getting to know each other. So like, you know, they want to trust their, you want to trust the client and the tri- client wants to trust you. So you build this special bond with each other. That's just professional, you know, and there's like nothing you have to like set boundaries and you do all that stuff in the beginning to make your client feel comfortable. And I think more of, as we're getting older, um, and like kids are getting older and all that, and they move up in high school, high schools, especially, I know the school that I was at last year, they were trying to do like all these groups and they don't usually start to the second semester. So kids get to know each other throughout the year, you know, so they can feel more comfortable. But, um, with COVID, I think it just made it limited, but I was supposed to run like a, um, like I, the body image group and all that. And then I also created, uh, it was, a what was it called? I built like, I just created a couple groups just in my off time, like for the school district that they ended up like saying, well, well, hopefully we can use this in the future because it's just great to have it like a tool. So it's just like, you know, just a whole like itinerary that they would have for like a 10 day, like a 10 day, like session thing. So it'd be like every week they'd meet. So like, it's something as simple as like, okay, like mindfulness, that's what it was. So like mindfulness, let, let's say like, let's do an activity where it's like grounding. So like, let's get everyone to calm down because a lot of the issues are just kids don't want to share, you know, so just getting them to feel comfortable. So grounding is just like a way, like, um, a lot of people should look up grounding. Like whenever you feel like that, you know, you're anxious and all that stuff, grounding helps a lot. And I think it was just groups, especially, or way more way to let people in and like get these kids to feel more comfortable, you know? Oh yeah. Cause I would know if I was in high school and we were doing this, um, (laughs) One, I would probably feel a little self-conscious, but two, I would be probably, I would be very excited to do something out of the normal. Like, exactly. um, yeah, like anytime that we got to do like group stuff or like leave the classroom or whatever the normal schedule was, um, I was all in because we weren't sitting anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. get me up, get me out. Um, okay. So I had a small uh, Instagram live the other day and okay. I had some, like, really good responses to some of these questions. And you can take, um, you can take them personally, or if you would like to speak to them, like on a social worker level, I'd love both of them. So the first one is, do you have a mental illness now that you didn't understand in school? Um, so personally I don't, but I think something that social work made me realize was that mental illness is given the stigma. And everyone kind of like, you know, it's something someone's saying, oh, she is psycho or something like that. And people don't realize the extent of what their words say mm-hmm. and how that can affect someone. And um, I definitely think that just like growing up and especially growing up in a small town, you knew everyone. So it was like hard because you had to like have this reputation that you didn't want to be like, you didn't want to be an outcast, you know, and like something as outcast is known as, you know, mental illnesses like it's more of like people like have these like you know whatever they have and um for example let's say um I don't want to say something just because it's like I technically don't want to like give medical advice like on that aspect of it but like more of just I feel like kids want to feel comfortable in their skin and high school is like a way that they kind of get pushed back from it and no one, cause no one wants to feel like an outcast. And I feel like that's why a lot of people don't realize their mental illnesses till they're older. Mm-hmm. And especially once they start going to see someone who can actually diagnose them. Um, but I think that's something as also as having a social worker in schools, that that's a better chance, like an opportunity for kids to actually experience it and find ways to deal with it. Like as, you know, making interventions so that let's say they have tantrum, like 
temper tantrums at school. We want this little kid to like go from five temper tantrums a week to three. Like how can we find an intervention for that kid to deal with it and to make them feel more comfortable in school? So I think personally, just from social work background of just having being more open instead of just going right away to judge someone and say, oh, wow, that kid's crazy. Or like, why are they doing that? You never know really what's going on with that person. So I think it's just more of just being more aware of. Yeah. Cause you're helping, um, you're helping kids to understand them in school. Exactly. Like, and not how a lot of us do when we graduate and we get into college or wherever we go. And, mm-hmm. um, you learn with during experience when if you would have learned that in high school and kind of listened to like even the jargon you could start have broken down into like what possibly mental illness you did have and start combating it then rather than getting to you know your junior year of college and being like i can't function anymore (laughs) like this is happening um yeah and i know that you have to be more careful with medical jargon because you're actually in school um i graduated and no one cares (laughs) I can say whatever I want on my own show. Just kidding. Um, I've already stated several times I'm not a professional. Um, Did high school looking back affect? Okay. So we kind of talked about this. Um, uh, It's like with that mental image. Yeah. And how a lot of people, um, I honestly, like like graduating from high school, I will still hold on to a little bit of a mental image of who I was in high school. And sometimes like, I guess it's probably because I'm an actor and like, I definitely, I moved out here and like, they will not hear from me unless I have success. (laughs) Like they will not, they will not hear of me or know of me unless I'm doing something successful. Um, And that's just like kind of a self image that I had from high school. So, um, how, what advice would you give even high schoolers or young adults now that are still holding on to like different parts of themselves that were hurt in high school that they can like kind of let go and like be free from? Um, I would just say like more of not like advice, but like more of just being like, okay with yourself and coming to terms with the fact that who you are is who you are. And it, high school only stays for a certain amount of time. Like, you know, that's why, you know, both of us live halfway across the country from our home. Farm. You know, we don't live there anymore for a certain reason. And I think just stepping out of your comfort zone and being okay with the fact of this is who I am and not letting everyone's comments or what they said in high school. Cause at the end of the day, like, yeah, high school's a time and you know, people have high school reunions, people go back, like, you know, they still communicate, but you, I think everyone focuses so much on high school in the moment and they think it's so important. And at the end of the day, cause I, I'm totally guilty of it. I like thought, you know, if I didn't date so-and-so or if this didn't happen, like, you know, I was just like, wow, like my life is over. Like I just am not doing well, you know, like whatever. But then I realized that's just a part of you that you can't change, but you grow within. And then when you're older, you like look back and go, wow, why did I care so much about something that was so little? Mm-hmm. But, you know, just being okay with yourself is more of just what I've learned, especially it's just self-growth, you know, and just being okay with it. Yeah. Something that definitely I resonate with is the self-growth and the fact that like, um, we all, we've all heard the stories of like, you lay in, lay in bed and like five yeah. years ago, this annoying, the, like embarrassing thing pops in your head and you still cringe from it. And you're oh, like, why did I do that? Um, yeah. <laughs> with my self-growth, I've discovered like, just own it. 
and like own it as in like, yes, I did this embarrassing thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I'm claiming, I'm claiming that as mine. Like that's yeah. my embarrassing thing that I did because that's a be- that's a way to become more comfortable in your own skin and being able to like point out your own embarrassment mm-hmm. is humbling and f- also kind of fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Like to be able to take that and like reclaim that back. Oh, of course. Um, and then my last question was, did we have mental health resources in school, which we kind of talked about like why some people thought they might not have, or they just did. Yeah. Um, so you're almost done with your master's. Okay, um, how yeah. much more do you have left on that? Um, so I'll be done next May mm-hmm. and then I'll take a couple classes at, um, I have to take them at USCLA and U- UCLA, sorry. And I'll take these couple classes and then I'll have my license to work in a school district. Okay. My last thing, and like, it's okay if you don't have an answer to this. Um, so I like, it's like a genuine question of mine is there's a lot of students like putting myself back at 14. Let's say like, I did want to talk to somebody. Um, I wouldn't have definitely told my parents, like definitely not have um would have been too embarrassed to do that two I don't have any of my own money because I'm 14 so I can't have a job yeah and then three um I don't know if I would have felt comfortable talking to the guidance counselor because it was such a small town and my mom worked for the school district so honestly like I did not trust like secrets weren't safe to be shared is what it felt like. So do you have any resources and it's okay if you don't, um, Mm -hmm. that students might be able to like turn to or look at that are more of an independent way to take care of mental health? Um, so I guess like the only way that I can like kind of answer that is I know that like a lot of people don't feel comfortable going to their guidance counselors or anything, but the one thing is that especially at least in California and it should be in every state, like HIPAA exists. Like anything you say personally stays between you and your guidance counselor. And that guidance counselor can't share information unless like you are like you, there's like three things, like unless you're threatening to hurt someone, you're threatening to hurt yourself or, you know, like it's those type of things are the only time they share. And so whenever you, even if you are having those type of thoughts, trusting your guidance counselor is probably like one of the first steps. Cause at least they can get you in contact with like, if there's a therapist on site, if there's a psychologist on site at school, if the social workers there, like who's ever there, like that they can. And usually your guidance counselors have the outside resources. So like, if like, let's say they get you in contact with me and you don't want to see me at school, but you want to see an outside therapist, I can look at all the resources that currently that school district has and like let's say they send you there's like low income therapy here but like you know you just want to see someone and you don't feel comfortable at school but you do feel comfortable enough telling your parents like I want to go see this person or at least the therapist like at school can talk to maybe your parents with you to make you feel more comfortable but I know there's kids out there who definitely don't feel comfortable like telling their parents that they're seeing someone at school And unfortunately, like with being underage, you have to have it signed. So Mm -hmm. I just know that like, even just reaching out to your guidance counselor or teacher or someone at school, like an adult that you feel comfortable talking to is better than nothing. And I think it's just important that kids like understand the resources. And I think that's like the difficult thing is they're not usually broadcasted. It's not like, 
by the way, the social worker is in room 203 or whatever, you know, or blah, 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 blah. Like no one, that's not broadcasted, you know, you, unfortunately it's like, it's just the kids, like whether or not it's, they're willing to reach out to someone. And I think if they really need to, they will. That's just personally. Well, it's really smart because, um, you essentially, you don't have to go see the guidance counselor or someone, yeah. but if you can reach out to a teacher, that's like your closest mentor teacher. Exactly. For me, it would have been my theater teacher. If I could just have reached out to her. Yeah. Um, she could have asked anonymously the guidance counselor or the social worker what exactly. options the student has and yeah. relay that back to them. So no matter what, just reach out to a trusted person. Exactly. It doesn't even have, it doesn't have to be um, people with titles of mental health in school. Yeah. And I think it's because like, they'll get you in contact with someone who does have those resources at the school, which is, you know, has like, you know, the counselor or something like that. And it's, it's always private. Like, and I think that's like a thing that people like don't think they're like, well, it's not private. And unfortunately, like if it's not private, then that teacher or whoever is breaking law, like literally state guidelines, like rules that are set in stone that should not be broken. And I know that happens because I can't say that, like, it doesn't happen, you know? But unfortunately, like, I, that's just, yeah, it's unfortunate situations where that does happen, but more than times not, like, it should be 99.9%, like, that it should Mm -hmm. not be, like, disclosed. Like, that information stays between you and your counselor. Yeah, because we're not going to sit here and pretend, like, small town secrets don't get pushed around because we def- we both are from small towns exactly. but 99% of the time you can trust uh, at least exactly. like the mentor that you've chosen within school exactly so okay um that's great honestly like I think that um a lot of students might have need- needed to hear that like yeah because they're between a rock and a hard place of like who do I talk to and like just the options that they need to hear yeah um that is the end of my questions that I have written on this paper okay. Um, I appreciate you so much um, weighing in and like kind of like just giving us more insight into honestly a part of the school system that I didn't even know was an option for me when I was in school. Yeah. Um, so I love that you're, you're going to be a great social worker. Um, okay. Haley also shares all the time a lot of really great books and stuff on her Instagram. Um, do you go ahead and give your Instagram and like your stuff that, so that people can find you after this yeah. post. Um, right now it's Schmales. So it's literally just S H M A E L Z. But yeah, um, anyone's welcome to follow me. Um, I post, yeah, I post like a lot of social injustice stuff. Um, a lot of books I've read, like, you know, just anything that's kind of with the current times. Um, I, social injustice is like one of my passions and that's why I chose social work. So, well, okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate you giving me time and, um, I will talk to you later. All right. Well, thank you for having me on, Reagan. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Haley. Haley actually has a birthday coming up September 1st. So if you listen to this, go ahead and send her a little happy birthday message. And thank you for all of the insight you've given us today. All right. Tangible good. This week, super excited. Um, It's called Unclaimed Baggage. Now, my boyfriend is the one that found this. He is obsessed with it. Um... I don't know if he's bought anything on it yet, but no matter what, he's going to spend too much money on this site. Uh, Unclaimed Baggage is this website. Obviously, what it sounds like, 
when your le- when your luggage gets lost in the airport and it's never found, it goes to well, it goes to a warehouse and then these people buy it and they let's say they buy a bag for two hundred dollars and then inside of it though is like possibly a MacBook, um, all kinds of like name brand crazy things that you're like, why would someone ever take that with them on vacation or just in general? they got it. They, it's here. Now what's tangibly good about this is that the money that they get from that goes to charity. So I just love that. That's super cool that you can find literally name brand clothing, like let's say like Gucci or something, but it's your money's not going to Gucci. It's going to a charity. They're based in Alabama. They're super cool. I'm going to link their description and their, um, stuff like they're linked to the website so you can go to it on our show notes um we're gonna let's go ahead and jump into mantra really quickly last week was feel your feelings oh my gosh i do not do a good job at this to be completely honest like i one definitely dissociate to just withdraw so i don't really have a great experience with feeling your feelings i've done better i do good at feeling anger not good i've done it once since i've talked to my counselor about it but i'm working on you know feeling anger and i and i can kind of identify those bigger emotions in myself better but honestly like stronger like not stronger um smaller emotions like feeling lazy feeling feeling certain ways about myself I did not do a good job this week at feeling that. Definitely just kind of pushed those to the side and continued watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, I need to do better at like feeling that and understanding where they're coming from. So I don't have a great report for this week of feel your feelings, but we're working on it and I have a counseling appointment to talk about that. Madeline, bring us a mantra. Hey everyone, Tofu and I say hi, even though Tofu does not say hi because she can't speak because she's a dog. Anyway, oh, she almost fell. We're doing really great. Um, so right now it is very cloudy outside and it's kind of, it, it rained this morning. It's very somber and kind of exactly Tofu and it's, um, it's just overcast. And so I wanted to put my mantra Um, with the feelings that I'm feeling now and of course with the weather outside and so since the weather is so bad well it's not really that bad but since it's so cloudy I'm gonna go ahead and say our mantra is be your own sunshine Um, because definitely in times like this if you're going through things and especially like sometimes your mood does depend on the weather and whatnot be your own kind of sunshine be your own bright happy smile on a really gloomy day and uh, go through that this week and tell me how you like it i hope you guys like my bun action going on right now and if you can't see it that's a good thing (laughs) all right i hope you all have a great week and i hope you all love the mantra of be your own sunshine so have a great week everybody bye back to me um (laughs) (laughs) guys I actually haven't listened to it yet so I don't know if she says back to Reagan or back to you Reagan um I really hope she did uh two things about that one uh that's embarrassing if she didn't two that's what my mama my grandma says when she basically wants to interrupt us she goes uh back to me (laughs) um so anyways okay uh next week is going to be self-sabotage So 
I am the queen of self-sabotage. I have some good, something good going and then I do something just to test if it's real or not. That is a very vague example of self-sabotage. Um, send in your stories about that and I want to hear from you. Please, please send them in. I love hearing about your stuff. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram at selfish at s.e.l.f.ish. Uh, you can send your stories to selfishstories at gmail.com or you can anonymously text me at 818-850-3305. Send in your stories on self-sabotage. I will see you next week.